Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Man, show we're going up to I 75 to Chattanooga. The mocks are six and three on the year. Big game against Mercer down the, down the road from here this week. Coach Rusty Wright of the mocks. Coach, how you doing, brother? How's it up there in chat, man? That's not too bad today. I appreciate it. I'm doing good. Doing good. Coach, you all oh, your four game winning streak right now, man. Your defense played really well. It's Wofford there. Tell me about that game, man. How I'll be a spring ball for this week against Mercer down here in Macon, man. Yeah, you know, just uh, went over there and just played a complete football game. Guys played good all three phases, and, you know, we gave ourselves an opportunity. It was a little <laughs> – it was a little different game over there Saturday. Wasn't a whole bunch of folks. It was kind of gray and overcast and looking for a little better weather this Saturday down in Macon. So, uh, but we did what we were supposed to. Went over there and took care of business, gave ourselves an opportunity to, to uh, keep playing, playing for something in November, which is a big deal, and, you know, have an opportunity to go close this thing out. And, Coach, your defense has been playing lights out, man. 17 points or less allowed the last four games, man. You can't beat that. We give up 13 and 3 and 16 points, man. Tell you about the side of the ball, man, how that phase of the game is really helping you guys out right now. Yeah, you know, just we got good players, all levels. We got we got a good secondary. We got a bunch of other guys in the secondary. We got two good inside linebackers. And then we feel like we got a pretty good up front group and get after the quarterback and do some things in the run game as well. But those guys are just playing really well together. Uh, you know, it's, it, I get asked all the time who's playing better, you know, defensively for you and all that. And I have said they're all just playing pretty good together. Everybody's, it's an unselfish group. They're, they're doing things, you know, it, to make another guy better. They're, they're handling their responsibilities when they're locked in and, and we're understanding what's getting ready to come at us on a Saturday. And like I said, they're locked in and they're playing with some passion. It's a tough group now. It is. It's, it's, it's a good bunch of football players and they're hard to move the football on. And how much help was it being around each other during the COVID year, man? You didn't play that many games, but being able to kind of work, work on your schematics, getting people to learn your system even more. Yeah, How's it helped you this year so far? You know, I think the biggest thing was we got to play those four games in the spring, and it was a little carryover working into the summer. Um, we had a lot of guys hanging around here, you know, for, for another year, which I know talking to some folks, they didn't have. Some guys went and graduated. Some guys moved on and all that. I think um, – you know, during the middle of all this transfer stuff after COVID and all that, I think we've had one guy leave us, you know, in, since in my time here. Um, so that's that, that that's part of it, you know, and I think just a familiarity, 
even though it says I'm going on year three, this is really only my second true football season. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, but we're, we're, we're understanding things better. Coaches are understanding players. Players are understanding coaches. And I think that's all working into why those guys are playing well. I think having that COVID year, having guys stick around extra year, it helps your young guys get a year stronger, have your year older. So I feel like it works on both ends where it balances things out for you guys. And, hey, you're putting them wins out on the board. That this portal thing can help you out a lot because Chattanooga was a good spot to come to play, play football at and a good time to learn in as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it hurt us. You know, I think it hurt a little bit in some development with those young guys not having a true spring. Uh, all season, but I think in the long run, it, it like I said, it's helped us retain some things, and we do. We we feel like we got a pretty good spot here. We got a good town to live in, a good university, about thirteen thousand students, and uh, got a good product to sell football wise. So we're we're excited about the direction of everything. Speaking of last name is Wofford, coach. I saw you your running game, man. You had some balancing on the running game, and, and your guy uh, Cole, man, he played a great. I know people always say man, being managed the game, but he managed the game very well. Really, very efficient. You know, your running game controlling the clock, the defense. I mean, when it gets cold, as we know, it's getting a little chillier down south here. Running the football on defense can get you get you by any week. Yeah, well, we hope so. We do. We hope so. But you're right. Offensively, those guys, Cole's. He didn't start the first game of the year. We put him in the second game, and he's managed, you know, managed to get better. Uh, we've managed to figure out the things he can do, you know, to make him successful. I think that's the one good thing our coaches do offensively is we, we kind of figure out what guys can do and we try to maximize those skill sets. And we do. We got two or three good running backs, and we're big up from the old line. Those guys got some, some starts and a lot of starts around them. And, and uh, we, we're always going to hang our hat on being good up front both sides of the football. And if you're up good up – Good up front, both sides. You can stop the run on one side, and you've got to be able to run the ball on offense to give yourself a chance. Most definitely, Coach. And you know what's also good about that? It helps you control, control, control the game for you, control the clock for you. So I feel like that's helped you as well because I feel like when, when Cole is playing the way he's playing right now, getting better every week, man, it's a great formula to win. And I love it for you guys because I feel like, you know, between the SOCOM football is tough, man. Mercer's tough as well down here. So seeing all you guys battle each other, man, tell me about the league, man. Having the good skill set that Mercer has, you are who you are, both of you at the top of the SOCOM right now. Tell me about this the whole league as a whole for the talent you're all having that league, man. Yeah, it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's the league has changed in the last 10 or 15 years with App State and Georgia Southern getting out of it and going to the Sun Belt, but it's good football. Uh, there's good coaches here in this league. I think the one thing that's unique about our league, it's not a it's not a cookie cutter league where everybody does the same thing. Um, you know, you got the Siddle that runs a triple option. You got uh, Wofford that does a version of what like Coastal Carolina's doing. Then you got Mercer, which is a a hybrid of inside-outside zone on offense and a little wing tee stuff thrown in there, so it's it's difficult to defend. Then you got Sanford who throws the ball every snap, and then you got VMI who likes to throw it a lot but run it. And you got East Tennessee who puts two backs in the back. They put they still play with a fullback, you know, which you don't see very much anymore. And then you got us that kind of line up in a one-back deal and run the football and and play action and try and throw it down the field. So that's the one thing that's really good about our league is I think there's a lot of good coaches in it. I think. You have to have good coaches, but you also have to have good players that can be able to adjust from week to week to what they're seeing. Um, you know, as whereas like, no offense, but like you get in the Sun Belt, probably nine out of ten teams in that league do the same thing pretty much. You know, yes, that's very correct. I watch it every week. It's very correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. So I mean, I was in that league, and I remember making the same call week one as we did week eight. You know, defensively. So I mean, that's that's the thing that's 
pretty good about our league. And the, and the players have gotten – we've gotten better. I think the one thing you'll see as it keeps moving forward is you'll see with this COVID year, an extra year, you'll see the level even ramp up a little more because guys are going to be a year older, a year stronger. They may be going against some guys that are a little younger in some spots, and those things will happen. So I, I think that will help us all in the long run. Yeah, when you're 23 years old, hit 18 year old, it's a very big difference. It, I mean, you don't believe how much you can change between 18 and 23. So when they get them old, they change that you're a young cat, 18 years old. It's, it's a grown man out there hitting hit, hit you. Not the high school kids yeah. used to hit. Yeah, no, it's a little different. There ain't no doubt about it. Is it's a little different. It does make a difference for sure. Most definitely. And you was in Atlanta here, Georgia State, for a while. Tell me about that time we was down here in Atlanta, man. Uh, how much you enjoy being down here in the ATL, man, and the whole ambiance of our city, man. I love Atlanta. I mean, I've, I grew up right outside of Augusta, so I've been running up 75 and 20 my whole life. That's, you know, just constantly doing that. Um, I had, When Sean Elliott first took a job, I went down there with him and coached linebackers and special teams, and we had a great time. I mean, I had a great time. Loved Atlanta. Lived right down, lived right off Peachtree, uh, right there right on the edge of Midtown in Georgia Tech, so I never had to get on the interstate to go to work. I could always take the surface streets and get there in about five minutes, so that was good. But I loved it. Great places to eat, bunch of chef-driven restaurants in Atlanta. We were out every night eating dinner. I mean, that was awesome. You know, I just, I, I mean, it's the first time I, I lived in Indianapolis, Indiana for a little bit, but that's the first time I've lived in 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 a downtown type setting like that. And I, I love my time there. I love the guys at Georgia State. I think that's a program that's got a bright future ahead of it. I really do. I, I think what they're doing down there is good and they'll they'll keep continuing to get better. And, uh, you know, the stuff they're doing, they've done with the stadium and the facilities and all that stuff over there. And that university is just booming and got great leadership, you know, from the president to the head football coach. And I just, yeah, I mean, I did. I enjoyed my time in Atlanta. Yeah, you know, Sean's a good guy. I love him on my show, man. He's a good guy. I see those guys getting wins, man. I'm happy for him. Seeing Turner Field become a football field. It's yeah, been interesting crazy. to see. Because I grew up I'm as a child. Crazy. That was why I was going to watch the Braves play at. Now I see it's a football field there. Yeah, we well when we took the job, they had just bought it. When we took the job down there, they had just bought Turner Field. So we actually walked in there like three days later after they purchased the property. And you're walking through there and they still got baseball stuff hanging up. 95 World Series champs. I mean, we're walking into dugouts and, and walking around. They're going, Yep, this is gonna be a locker room. This is gonna be and you're like, there's no way, man. You know, but within a year they transformed that place and we started playing football. It was awesome. I mean, it was, it was awesome. No doubt, coach. Man, excuse man, for you, man, as a, we just, my dad's a hit coach still. My dad was 81 years old. He was a coach. So tell me about the, what made you want to become a coach. For me, I play ball. I want to be radio. Ultimately, I'm doing it. I'm 5 foot 11. I didn't have the NFL in my future. I had to find some. I couldn't be a coach. I'm too fiery, coach. I started cuss, I cuss too much. So I couldn't, I couldn't be a coach, but I could be in the radio and just have a good time and win that way. So tell me what made you want to become a coach, man. Well, all the guys that, I played football for, whether it was in middle school or high school or college, they all had some kind of influence on me, you know, and uh, I saw the impact they had on me in years when I was growing, you know, not when I was already done and all that, but I was in formative years, I should say, whether I was in high school, college, whatever. And uh, I just felt like that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be around young people. I wanted to have an opportunity to watch a young man grow from a freshman to a senior watch him go on in life and, and, and do good things and, and have a family and, and, and have a job and, and, and be a productive citizen. And I feel like end of the day, wins and losses, I know that's what I get judged on, but at the end of the day, if these kids leave here, if, these, if my guys leave here and they've had a good experience, 
whatever that is for each and every one of them. And it's different for each and every one of them, their experience here. As long as they leave here having a good experience and I've done my job. Uh, I've done my job and I've helped them go on in life. And that's that's why I do it. And you know what's funny, Coach, you know, my dad has guy. he tells me all the time, yes, you're my biological son, but I have over a, a thousand sons in this world, more than you, son. I, I love you, you're my biological, but I have a bunch of sons. So how about we seeing your, your young men you coach become husbands, leaders in their community, fathers, men? How does it make you feel knowing that you help have peace in this young man becoming the man he is today? Yeah, you know, it's funny you said that because I was actually, we were on the practice field this morning. We do every here, everything here in the mornings. And uh, one of the guys we were talking, and uh, he said, how many, how many players we got? And I was like, we got 95 on the roster now, whatever. And he said, you got that many sons, huh? I was like, well, that's just players. And I got coaches, and I got managers, and I got trainers I got to look after, and I got this and that and whatever. But that's the thing. That's, that's why you do it. Because if those guys are thinking that way about you and they're still here, then you know you've done something right. You know, and, that, and that's the thing. When you got a young man that says, how many sons you got out here? Out of the blue, you know, we were just talking. And, and you know you're doing things right, and, and these guys are – they appreciate what you're doing for them. You're trying to fight for them every day and make things better and get them going in the right direction in life, and, and that's why you do it. Most definitely, Coach, and I also think it's good about what you do, man, is because, like I said, when the guys know that you really care about them – they'll play harder for you. I know when I played, you know, I had a situation where I knew the head coach generally was not really into us the way he could have been, but the coordinator was. So that made me play harder for my coordinator, not my head coach. Sure. So, sure. you know, so I know as a player, like having a, a head coach really loves you. You have to, you have to manage a bunch, of, like, a bunch of people between, you know, you got every side of the ball. So the story that your head coach really cares about you, makes you want to play harder for that man and also your teammates as well. Yeah, no question. And that's, that's the thing. If, if they don't feel that way about me, then why should they do anything for me? You know, why, why should anything be more than what it should? And, and that's the deal. They're, they're never going to play hard enough for you until they know you care about them. And that's, that's the whole deal. That, that's the whole deal. If they know you truly care genuinely about their life, not just as a football player, but that in their life in general, they'll, they'll, they'll give you everything they got in, you got a chance then. I promise you, you got a chance no matter how good or bad you are. You got a chance to be you got a chance to be a good football team. And coach, being Chattanooga, man, you can recruit Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, Carolinas. I mean, tell me about how being a good spot at Chattanooga is for bringing young men from all over this southeastern rich towns you can, you can pick from whenever you want to go, any direction you want to go. Yeah, we do. We uh we think we're in a good spot. We can be down, I can be in downtown Atlanta from here in about an hour and 45 minutes. I can be in Birmingham in two hours. I can be in Nashville in two hours, um, six hours. I can be in Mobile, you know, just far enough, but not too far. Six hours, I can be in Cincinnati, Ohio. You know, I mean, there's a there's a wide range of places we can get to that you can drive to and uh, get kids here. And that's basically what we do. We, we draw a big circle around Chattanooga for about six hours, and we try to hit it as hard as we can, you know, in, in those spots. That'll take you all the way down to the I-10 corridor in the uh, uh, Panhandle of Florida, all the way over to Jacksonville. So, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing. And, it, it, and it's, uh, you know, Chattanooga has changed a lot as a city. Um, in the last 20 years, people come and visit here. You know, it's big enough, but it's not too big. You can go, you know, you, you can see a Broadway play downtown or you can go hiking in the mountains or, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so there's always something to do if you want to do it, but you don't have to necessarily deal with all the traffic and all the, the mobs of people you do in the bigger cities and those kind of things. Um, and like I said, it's changed. I mean, Chattanooga's changed tremendously, and it's a, it's got a vibrant and alive downtown. And we got 
little pockets around it that are good places to live, good places to go visit and, and go shopping if you want to, or go eat dinner or whatever it may be, go to the movies, whatever it may be. So we got the river right here downtown with us. There's always something going on there. Uh, you know, so that's the thing we try to sell. We feel like if we can get kids here on a visit, we'll get them most of the time. 95% of the time we have, I think my first year in 19, we brought in uh, 25 kids. We signed 22 of them, you know, so that's, that's kind of how we feel, you know, about this. But I think we do have a good city to sell for sure. I can sense. I love going to the, to the Big Chill up 27. I love the, love the Big Chill. Yeah. There's Buffalo oh, yeah. Wild Wings right downtown yeah. there. I love yeah. going there. The little wine spirit store right there as well. So yeah. I, I'll tell you, because I have a house in Nashville still. So I used to go up to my house in Nashville. I could stop and tell you, give me some Big Chill. Give me yeah, some liquor. <laughs> Way stop by, you know, Lamont Paris is a good friend of mine too, the basketball coach. So, yeah, I'm gonna come see you when I come over, see see him and Eddie Shannon over there in the office over there, man. I'm gonna somebody yeah, come to see, see you, man. Yeah, come see us because they do a good job too. Lamont's a good one. I'm glad he's here, he's doing a great job. Just had a big win against Loyola Marymount out in California the other night. So, uh, we're excited about what men's basketball is gonna do here. And those guys do, they do, they do a great job. And, they're gonna have a good basketball team this year, so it's gonna be a lot of fun in Chattanooga for a while. So we're we're excited about all that. And you all got good fan base. Your fan base actually supports you all, which is good. You know, whether it be basketball, football, the Mox fans are out there, man. I see them those the, the, the navy and gold out there. They're cheering for you guys strong. And I love that about your fan base. You know, I, I wish that more schools are like you all. They had everybody like support all sports, not just one. It's where everything, all of all the places they support you guys. And I love it about this your city of Chattanooga, man. I love it up there, man. Yeah, we do. We got good fans, good support. Like I said, we got a big enough city. It's not too big, but it's big enough. A lot of alums here, a lot, a lot of people that are invested, and we try to do a good job of getting out in the community and doing those things and keeping people engaged. And I think that's the one good thing about Chattanooga is and it's one good thing about having a university in your in a city this size is people want to go, no matter what age they are, they want to go be involved in it and want to go be around it because there's always things going on. There's always you know, stuff to get excited about or go see and do. And we wind up getting a lot of folks just coming off the street, just said, move to Chattanooga. That's the thing. We're getting people now that are just moving to Chattanooga and, and, and getting them involved as well. No doubt. Coach Wright, thank you for your time today, Coach Wright. Hope to see you real soon, man, when I come up and visit you guys, man. But hell, good luck this week at Mercy, man. Hope to talk to you in the playoffs, man. Appreciate it. Have a good day. You too, Coach. Thank you so much, Coach. Thank you so much. That was fun, man. Thank you. All right. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.